This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If at any point during the show you want to have some more information, feel free to give us a call 800-339-9252 or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and check out some past shows. You can even subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. That way you can make sure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Now, there's an old idiom that goes, to air is human. It was actually in my father's desk as I was a kid, but or more simply put by Merriam-Webster Dictionary, it is normal for people to make mistakes. Now, when you're creating a financial strategy, it's likely that something will go astray. Today, we're going to look at some common retirement strategy mistakes. One of our resources for today is a study from valuepenguin.com. And don't take the silly name for anything less than that's an internet name. Uh, it's a great article. It's from January 2019 entitled, Americans Commit 91 Financial Fails a Year. Now, it would be a monumental mistake for me to forget to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Yeah, monumental. <laughs> uh, I think it would be okay. But uh, I think we'd make it through, even if you did forget to welcome me. Uh, but I'm great. Thanks for having me on the show. Now, you said to air is human, but there's a second part to that quote. Yeah, Do you know what is. it is? Yes, I'm not human. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, what's that? No, uh, to err is human, to forgive is divine. That's the full quote. Uh -huh. But I always say to err is human, to eat pizza is divine. That's my uh, quote. I've I changed can, it. Yeah, I can see why you would say that. <laughs> so I You anyway, do love pizza. Yeah. As uh, do I. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm sure most of our listeners out there love pizza. Um, and I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. And wow, what a week. Uh, holidays, things like that, family stuff. Um, we, uh, we've, we're, we've made it through that. Uh, we're kind of in between holidays right now. Uh, how about you? What's going on over there? Oh, we're doing all that year end stuff that you got, you know, we get done every year. Some of that tax loss harvesting and RMDs, all those fun things for the year, you know, ah, required minimum distributions and getting your taxes in order. Right. There are things people can do before the end of the year to really make sure they take advantage uh, of their tax situation and don't end up paying in too much. You want to minimize that. I know that's a big part of what you guys help your clients achieve. Right. It is. And the other big thing we do is help them avoid some of these silly mistakes that uh, apparently lots and lots of people make. I didn't know this because our clients, well, they tend to not make these mistakes because right. they do the things they're supposed to do. But when you look at the statistics, some of these, it's kind of crazy when you find out how well, bad some people have it. Well, yeah, 91 financial fails a year. It sounds like a lot to me. It, it does. It, and it, it means that on average, an individual in the U.S. commits a financial fail 
once every four days. You know, so what are some of these financial fails? Well, they studied 2,000 individuals, and they found that they regularly overspent by eating out, uh, online shopping, or other categories of unnecessary spending. That's a lot of the big ones. So when you add up the number of incidents of overspending, the average respondent spent over $315 per month. Now, add that up. That's $3,600 a year. That's a nice vacation. But anyway, the study also found that one in five people spend more than they earn every month. But these financial fails are more than just overspending. Financial fails. Uh, that I like the way that sounds, but it's not good. What else is considered a financial fail then? So another thing they mentioned in the article is checking your credit score. Uh, only 42% of the respondents check their score at least once a month. Now, it's especially troubling because how easy it's become to keep an eye on your credit score. There are so many options available to keep an eye on your credit, but still, you know, some people are worried they might hurt their score by checking it regularly. Now, it, it, there was a March 2019 article from ConsumerReports.org, Credit Score Myths, What Really Hurts You and What Doesn't. It, there are some facts and myths about your credit score in there. Now, let's start with a relatively trivial thing, but one thing some people think a lot about, Tony. Now, do you think unpaid parking tickets or library fines can impact your credit score? <laughs> uh, I'm hoping not. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I wouldn't think unpaid parking tickets or library fines would impact your credit score. Well, according to the article, parking tickets do not, but you may not believe this at one point, the three major credit agencies, Equifi uh, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion did receive library fine information from cities and court records. But now these days, uh, overdue library books and fines can't lower your score, but they might make it difficult for you to check out your next romance novel. <laughs> well, that's a, a weight off my mind. I think I still have a, a copy of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, that I haven't returned to the public library. So, well, if parking tickets and library fans uh, can't impact my score, what can? Uh, well, if you fa fail to pay a bill, it can impact your score even before it's turned over to a collection agency. One late payment can impact your score. It'll remain on your report for seven years after the missed payment date. That can have a big impact on your scores. Paying bills on time accounts for 35% of your credit score, according to the article. Now, here's one little thing. I want a little piece of advice on that. Now, if you think you're not going to be able to pay a bill, call the company, work something out with them ahead of time. Be surprised. I think most people would be surprised at how willing people are to work with someone if you do it ahead of time. Yeah. Once you're way behind, yeah, you can still somehow make some reparations to it, but you're already you're already going to be hurt. You can do it ahead of time if you see, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pay that month. Get on the phone. Talk to those people. You'll probably be able to work something out and save that your score sinking anyway. Well, and you alluded to something, but we didn't quite cover it. And that's the original issue you mentioned, checking your credit report. Uh, how can that impact your score? Well, checking your credit report does not lower your score. Um, there, there's these things, there's difference between hard hits and soft hits. Everyone's entitled to check their score three times a year. There's services like LifeLock or Credit Karma that can provide monthly access, or you can often gain monthly reports through a service from your bank or credit card. Also, you can go to uh, annualcreditreport.com and request your reports. It's recommended that you check each of them, uh, the three major credit agencies, annually. It may even help you catch an error that's impacting your score. 
Uh, I found the first time I ever went through this when I was much younger, I found out there were a ton of errors on my credit report. I got them cleaned up and my credit, you know, jumped. It, it skyrocketed after that. But they were all and they were all errors. And it took a little work. But um, and check it. The Federal Trade Commission found that five percent of credit reports had an error. And, and there was a there was a report to Congress under Section 319 of the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act of 2003. That was from that they that report was done uh 2012 shows you the uh efficacy of government uh, <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> but yeah. the uh they, you know, they issued uh, the report on 2003 in 2012 yeah they are super efficient excellent um but you know uh nonetheless check it and and get those errors knocked down yeah well obviously getting errors removed from an account uh, would have to help the credit score and uh that website address i want to Give that out to our listeners one more time, Matt, because I went to this site. It's great. It's free. And that's annualcreditreport.com. And you can request all three of the reports from the three major uh, credit agencies. And you can check. They won't give you the number, like the score. They make you, you know, there's other sites that you pay. Right. But you can look at your credit reports and see if you have any dings against you and check them. I... One, they, I had a ding against my credit that was lowering my score, and that was your address, 168 Tamarack Court, is listed as a commercial or business, and that is a violation, and so your credit report is being affected. And that was one of the things I fixed because that's my home address. It's in a residential neighborhood that's been residential since it was built. You know, it was a farm before that probably, so. Yeah, uh, yeah that and that helped. So, and you can just fix it right there. And- and Tony's having a cookout on Saturday, so feel free to drop by. Yeah, I'm just giving my address. People can stop on by. <laughs> they don't know where I'm at. I made that up. It probably that address I gave on the air, it probably is a business. <laughs> In fact, that's the address. Isn't that the address of the Federal Trade Commission? That I hope so. It took almost 10 years to do that report. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but obviously getting these errors removed does help your credit score. Yes, it, it certainly can. Uh, if you're concerned that your information's been exposed, also due to like data breaches, or you want to avoid the temptation to add more credit cards to your arsenal, place a freeze on your credit report. Each credit agency is required by law to guard your credit account when there's a freeze on it. You simply need to request the freeze from each agency directly, and once it's frozen, no more credit cards can be opened, and even inquiries will not impact your score. Wow, okay. Uh, that could be a good option to avoid some financial fails due to credit. Absolutely, can and not monitoring your your credit reports just one of the financial fails from the main article today. But there are many more to discuss. Well, and we're going to keep going here. I mean, we've been looking at some common financial strategy mistakes, and uh, one of the sources you mentioned at the beginning of the show is that ValuePenguin.com. It's actually a great site. Like yep. you said, the name is dumb, but the site is not. <laughs> Value, value penguin. <laughs> we and, got into the game late, so we got value penguin. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to web addresses. You have to try to get creative to find one. But uh, that January 2019 article from this year, Americans commit 91 financial fails a, a year. Um, now, I know you wanted to talk about another financial fail, and that's failing to save for retirement. I imagine this is a pretty common one. A lot of individuals fail to save, correct? Yeah. According to the survey, only three in 10 individuals are putting money away for retirement. Now, that's me, you, and the person editing this show, and the seven other people standing around us must not be. So 
Perhaps those individuals are expecting a pension to help support them in retirement, but for many Americans, pension's not something they have available to them. You know, Social Security is another tool that a lot of people will be counting on. But there's a, a, a fed, uh, the U.S. News and World Report article from February 2019. How much you will get from Social Security? Average monthly benefit was only $1,461 per month in January of 2019. So add that up. It's just a little over $17,000 per year. Not a ton to live on. It could be a challenge no. for people in no, retirement to live on. That's got to be poverty that. level right there. Yeah, uh, you know, without any other retirement savings, many individuals may be faced with that prospect. Wow. So then, is there a particular savings level or threshold that you recommend to people or your clients? You know, yeah, you know, it, people always say you'll often hear broad recommendations like ten to fifteen percent of your paycheck. That's most likely minimum, but. You know, also, really, it depends on what you're making. Each person's situation is unique. It requires a unique strategy. And we talk about this all the time, especially at Compass. Every single person has their own, you know, their own portfolio. There's our model, like allocations. If one client started today and one client started tomorrow, they'd be different. You know, the portfolios would be different. We don't just plug and play things because each person's situation is unique. You know, you want to sit down with your financial professional examine your current financial picture you need to go over your goals your dreams that way you can work together to craft a path towards those goals those dreams it may be necessary for you to increase your savings percentages or decrease your uh, spending you know you may have to increase your savings and just to keep up with inflation or to take advantage you know of other things and maybe take advantage of things like company matching opportunities etc but there's a lot that can be done but it's case by case basis there's no one thing fits all wow okay so one size does not fit all that's what i always say (laughs) (laughs) right and then when people see me they understand Um, (laughs) me too but uh, so this is more than about just saving money obviously yeah saving money simply just one part of a large retirement strategy in fact it ties in with the next mistake from the valuepenguin.com article it's failing to plan which is another thing I feel like I, you know, beat to death all the time. But, you know, if you're not going to believe me, maybe you'll believe the people at Schwab Investor Services. They released a press release. Oh, only one in four Americans have a written financial strategy. Now, there's a study. Most Americans don't have a financial plan and many think their wealth doesn't deserve one. Now, it also shows that those who don't have a plan they often struggle in other areas of personal finance. Less than a quarter of those people without a written plan have an emergency fund and nearly 70% of them live paycheck to paycheck. And I can tell you again, personally, when I work with people who don't think they have enough assets to even work with a financial professional one, you can always work with a planner. You can get a plan done. Maybe you don't have enough assets where they're going to manage your assets for you. You don't have millions of dollars there. You know, that's, that's maybe out of your league, but not having a plan to me is just, it's nearly insane in my opinion, you know, to expect to be able to achieve some of your goals and dreams now and in retirement without a plan in place. Okay. So this is good. Now, do you think because, uh, do you think people struggle maybe or live paycheck to paycheck because they don't have a written financial plan? Uh, it may be a bit of a chicken or egg style question sure, there, sure. but I, I, I can tell you the numbers for individuals who do have a plan are substantially higher and nearly two thirds of them have an emergency fund. Only 38% of those individuals with a written plan report living paycheck to paycheck. So again, in my opinion, having a plan goes hand in hand with the organization and strategy 
that allows for an emergency fund and more personal financial security. If they know their personal financial situation, they likely have a budget. I don't have a client that doesn't have an emergency fund. Yeah. And to answer your question, you worked in there at Chicken. Chicken. Uh, now, yeah. how important is uh, a budget to personal finance? Uh, my retort before this is perhaps egg. But <laughs> no, knowing I your budget... Chicken. <laughs> knowing your budget, it's extremely important when it comes to personal finance. You know, one of the first things we do at Compass when we're looking at estate planning, creating a legacy, getting all their plan together is to figure out what your expenses are now, what, you know, especially pre-retirement and how they may change. Then one of the most crucial things is you go back and see what savings they have and determine if their savings is going to be enough to get them to, you know, make sure that they don't outlive their money. Yeah, and that's that's huge, obviously. So, what if it isn't enough, though? Well, that's the big question, right? Yeah, yeah you know, the, then we work. Yeah, that that's this is where our hard work comes in. You know, we then we work to identify other potential income sources. You know, finding other sources of income you can use to replace your old salary often poses the biggest challenge of retirement planning. Most of our clients have some assets they can rely on, maybe in their savings, a retirement account, some other financial investments, but it's often for a lot of people, when we first meet them, it's not enough to provide them with enough retirement income. So that's where the hard work comes in. And in other words, there's often a shortfall between the amount of money you have and the amount of money you'll need during retirement. And that's often what we refer to as the income gap. And we work with a lot of people on strategies to help fill that income gap. Yeah. And that's so important, Matt. That's really the basis of what you do and how you help your clients. So I'm glad you talked about that. Now, on my show notes here, uh, I have written uh, witty banner back and forth. So, yeah. Okay, is that this part now? <laughs> we're obviously going to skip that and jump ahead here a bit uh, because I want to know, we got to work it in, uh, what's next on the list of common retirement strategy mistakes? Uh, the last one we can think about is uh, debt. How about we talk yeah, about debt? That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, for... Many Americans, it could be especially, uh, it's a big problem, but especially for retirees. You know, there was a 2019 CNBC.com article, one in five millennials with debt expect to die without ever paying it off. Now, maybe that's just the over-dramatization of millennials, but it's also very possible. You know, nearly 37% of individuals served over the age, uh, uh, served, I'm sorry, uh, surveyed over the age of 73 predicted that they would never be able to completely pay off their debt. Wow. And, oh, yeah. And almost half of those respondents were unsure when they would be able to pay off their debt. Now it might be due to the fact that most retirees have a very fixed budget and it may be hard for them to keep up with high interest debt. It could be, you know, lead to having to cut back spending in other areas to cover debt maintenance costs. So that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, and that would definitely fall into the category of financial fail. Yeah, it's it's even part of the report from ValuePenguin.com. Yeah, in the report, fifty nine percent of respondents reported being in debt. Wow. Now this consisted of both school loans and credit card debt. Two of the biggest <laughs> forms of debt. And actually, funny enough, two of the biggest ones to be able to avoid. Yeah. But disturbingly, 49% of those individuals would be a, would be unable to pay it off today. Yeah, that's, and that reminds me, you still owe me $20. Oh, yeah. This is the witty banner part again? <laughs> <laughs> eh, maybe not so witty. 
But it, it shouldn't surprise anyone, I guess, that debt is such a big challenge for Americans. I think we all know about that, right? But just right. doing something, knowing about it and doing something about it are two different things. Right. But what do we always talk about at, at in these shows? Because sometimes, you know, when we start talking about things, this really starts to pile on the gloom. Yeah, the, neg- so, the negativity. We got to look at the positivity, too. Right. It's time for the silver lining. Ah. It's time for the silver lining. So there is some positive news in the report. 85% of the respondents with debt are actively working to reduce it. 82% are attempting to make better financial decisions. And over half are trying to learn more about personal finance and expand their knowledge base. I still personally wish that people were taught this more in starting in grade school. It should be really what their math classes revolve around. Uh, yeah, they, they Yeah, they don't do that yet. And some schools are starting. Uh, but what a great way to help every community have a better, brighter future. But one way to educate yourself about personal finance uh, there's a there's a great way start start by t- determining your personal risk tolerance at compass uh, hyphen ltd.com we've got a tool to help you determine your risk tolerance it's called the color of money risk analysis it's short simple questionnaire helps determine risk tolerance while figuring out your risk score and the scores are based on factors such as like time horizon financial goals your investing attitude it can be used to assist ensuring your overall plan is in line with your goals it's it's you know it's a great way for someone who doesn't have a huge educational background in finance or even personal finance to get a grasp around where they are, where they need to be and what they're doing now as compared to what they need to do to get to the future. You know, identifying that level of risk, it's an important step so you can determine appropriate allocation that fits your tolerance. It's just one way you continue to learn more and, and work towards minimizing some potential financial fails. Yeah. And that's huge. That's what it's all about. Uh, avoiding some of the the mistakes. And uh, we just talked about the dangers of debt. And that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we covered a lot of topics. We talked about uh, the importance of monitoring your credit score, some of the myths around things that impact your score, you know, also failing to plan. We always say, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. Uh, but, you know, let, debt is is big and not just debt, but the fear you may never be able to pay off those obligations. Yep. Jeez. But again, I want to end on something positive here. Yeah. We're coming to the end here. So you can do something about each of these mistakes, whether it's learning more about personal finance, like, you know, examining your personal risk tolerance or creating a financial strategy, a written plan. You have the power to make positive change in your financial future. Some of those people who, uh, hey, let's face it, I, we probably all remember a period of our life where we were living paycheck to paycheck. Do you want to be stuck there forever? Or do you want to have the the ability or the, you know, the strength to just look to somebody and say, hey, I need some help? It's all you had to do. And once you do that, you can often get out of that situation. You, you might be guilty of some of these financial fails that you could eventually lead to retirement strategies mistakes, but you can make some positive steps today to begin to address these fails and really potentially minimize your future mistakes. That's awesome. Well, great show today. We're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation? I sure will. But again, remember, you know, you can check out past shows online. Uh, It's on the radio part of our page at compass-ltd.com. If you want to get in touch with me, I will be at Tony's house on Saturday. You can scroll back for the address (laughs) in the show. Uh, No, no, I'm kidding. That will bring you somewhere silly and (laughs) maybe dangerous. So don't go to that random address. Uh, If you liked what you heard today, yeah, 
come to our website, compass-ltd.com. Uh, scroll on down to the radio section of the page or give us a call, 800-339-9252. Or as a great start, fill out the color of money risk analysis. It gives you that score, a proprietary score that talks about where you are now. And we sit down. You, there's a complimentary. There's no cost, no obligation for your initial visit. We sit down, talk about that score, what it means, what are some of the steps you need to take to put that written plan in place and how we go about doing that. And uh, that comma thing is a great way to get started with that. So again, either give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Sounds great, Matt. And that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.